Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and to get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and I'm so excited. I have a guest with me today. I love guest episodes, but this is actually a really special episode. One, because this is somebody who I know and love, and I'm really excited that she was the winner of, I swear I didn't rig it, it was an automatic, randomized choice, um, but she won our first human design reading here on the show. She submitted her review for the show. And submit, and then uh, put it in her Instagram stories. Tagged me. That was her entry, and she was picked at random, and she won. It's Miss Daisy Mac, and Daisy Mac, I, I I love and adore her. We met fairly recently, but she she made my, her way into my heart very very quickly, which she does with a lot of people. And I'm excited to bring her here to you and to dive into her chart with her because we haven't really done that before. This will be a first for us. Um, Daisy's a certified integrative nutritional health coach, a yoga instructor, and breathwork and stress management expert. She's also a former music industry mogul. She, she was working in the music industry, kind of burnt out on that. I'm going to let her tell that story because it's really interesting how she sort of ended up in this space. I think that she and I share that journey with corporate of thinking you're doing what you want, thinking you have it all, and then really burning out hard and being like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> and having to make that that big choice of that that hard choice of of the world, maybe looking at you like, what are you doing? You're leaving this job. You're leaving all of this to go do what? You don't even know um, to go find yourself. Uh, it, it sounds pretty crazy. So I, I I I applaud her. She's she's a sister in that in that regard where I we we've both taken that big leap together. Um, and I'm excited to bring her here with you. She is also I'll give you the the highlight of her chart. She is also a five one pure generator. So that means she's a sacral authority generator, and she's a five one just like me. And we're going to be diving into her chart in just a moment. But before that. Daisy, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's such a treat to be here. I love the podcast. Um, give me a little bit of Taylor Swift and Prince Harry's human design anytime. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I want to listen to when I'm driving around in my car or like going for a walk. I, this is the sort of um, culture space I need to be in. <laughs> oh! Well, I'm so happy that you are here and I'm happy you enjoy those episodes. I find them really fun to do. I think that it's fun to take somebody that we all know and be like, now let's look at their design and let me tell you a little bit about them, about maybe some of the things that could be coming up and why. Um, so tell everybody a little bit about you. I gave a really fast intro. So tell them more about what you do and your company, which is Spiritual Mixtape. Tell everybody what that's all about. So Spiritual Mixtape um, is is birthed from a journey that wasn't all that easy for me. So now I teach breath work and sound healing predominantly with a coaching element. And really the coaching side of my business is just to get bigger results during the breath work and during the sound healing. It's completely restorative, but it's also high performance. Um, and it's all the things that I was looking for five years ago or 10 years ago in my corporate career. Um, I was in the music industry for a long time. 
I really got into the industry based on wanting to be close to the action, wanting to be uh, in the room. I remember being at a festival, looking up at the stage and just being like, I want to, I want to be side of stage of my own making. Hmm. Didn't want to be the artist, but I just wanted to be in, in the mix. Like, how do I get there? What do I need to do? And I took the steps and I got, um, there were lucky breaks and you do make your own luck. Hard work meets opportunity, but I was consistent in knocking on doors Mm -hmm. and it was very enjoyable at the beginning. And I traveled around the world and I paid off my student loan. Um, and I honestly had moments of looking around at what I was doing and being in awe of the fact that I could do what I love, get paid, travel, have this incredible life really very quickly after finishing university um, there's a story like my first big, a first big arena show where I, a live nation tell the story really well. Mm-hmm. And I cried when we were doing the count out because this is a, like the days before electronic count outs and people using their car. This is when people still carried cash to shows. Um, and I, I sobbed because every time we got to a hundred thousand, I made everybody recount because I'd never seen so much money in one place and I just couldn't quite believe you know just three or four years before I was struggling to make my credit card payments to pay my way through college and then I was working with an act that I loved and able to pay my whole student loan off in one commission I had been like manifesting it. I'd been like writing my, like doing, doing the whole things, having a vision board. I was working towards it, but when it actually happened, um, I was completely emotionally blown away. And really that for me is like my highest point in the music industry, but I was in the industry for another nine years trying to replicate that day and how that felt and the clients got bigger the shows got bigger the stakes got higher but it never felt rewarding Mm -hmm. or meaningful or purposeful really uh, I mean this is very do or die but it really didn't ever return that purpose to me after that moment So I was in agency and I made a decision as at a very big company, um, very famous artists across the board. This was a multi genre agency. So you have directors, actors, um, fashion clients, models, like the whole, like everything was in this world, but I was completely unfulfilled. And I was just like, this is a a numbers game now. And Mm-hmm. I never got into this to generate tons of numbers and to be in the office all kinds of hours. So I made the leap into management and I was there for four years at a big company in Los Angeles, moved from London to LA to be closer to the hub. And I learned a lot. Um, but every time I took what I thought was a course correction 
to get me closer to purpose and meaning and all of these big ideas and these concepts, I, I just felt further and further away from what was going to light me up. Mm-hmm. And no matter what promotion I got, no matter what artist I was working with, uh, no matter the accolades, in fact, the higher I went, the more disconnected I felt. <laughs> yeah, you're looking like, yeah, yeah I recognize this. <laughs> well, I understand, first of all, like, I, I understand that journey. I understand that, that, first of all, I had like, I had an almost famous kind of moment in my life where I was, I, I wanted to be around the music and I was, I wanted to be side of stage and I was. I suddenly kind of manifested this network of people that were all in the music industry. I was not. And I remember trying to get into it. And one of my music industry friends was like, if you get into the music industry, it'll kill everything you love about it, (laughs) was what he said. He was like, don't work in it. Everyone who works in this industry is miserable. He's like, except the artists. And that's maybe, maybe not. Um, uh, and, And he was like, it will kill everything that you love about it. He's like, you love it lead it that way. And I didn't really listen. I just, as, as luck would have it, I didn't get a job in that market. Um, but I, I touched that world and it's intoxicating. <laughs> it's, it's very intoxicating. And, but I also know that that feeling of chasing the money and chasing the achievement and thinking that that will fill you. And that's sort of, I think a good little segue into, into your chart and into what being a generator is really about. So, um, one of the things that I always say is that so you're a pure generator. Um, and just to kind of give everybody the lay of the land, cause it's a podcast. You can't see the chart. Um, Daisy has an open, uh, has an undefined head center an undefined Ajna, an undefined throat, a defined G center, a defined ego, a defined sacral, a defined spleen, open, completely open emotional center and a, an undefined root. Now, what does that mean? Um, it really means she's a pure generator. She's not an emotional generator. So you get that sacral yes, and you go. Um, what happens with a lot of us, particularly as a five one, um, we want to lead. We want to be purposeful. We want to, it's very, it's part, it's ingrained in us to want to make an impact. That's just part of like, it's part of our journey. Our journey isn't about us though. It's not about us personally. It's about other people. We have this transpersonal destiny, which really just means that we can't fulfill our destiny alone. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be about us. We're going to be particularly the five, one sixes. If you have a six in the front of your profile or a five, you are transpersonal. It means you are here for others, not just you. And it does not mean that you give your life away to others, that you have to be of service all the time. It's not all altruistic. It just means that you can't fulfill your destiny all by yourself. It's going to be by you somehow affecting other people. That's going to lead you on your path more than you fulfilling yourself. And normally we don't really know that in the beginning. It starts with us. We're just like, I don't know. I want this, but what I'm hearing there, and it was the same thing for me in the beginning, it's you're lit up by something 
and this is when we become super attractors, right? We're lit up by something as generators. When you're lit up, your energy is literally sucking more things like that to you. It is pulling them like a tractor beam because that's what our aura does. A generator aura pulls in. It's That's the magnetism. When they talk about magnetism, which is sort of an overused word at this point, it's just like, be more magnetic. But really what we're saying is you're, you're in super attractor mode. You are like a tractor beam pulling things into you. And when you're in this energy of being lit up as a generator, so you get into the music industry, you're like, I want that. Generator's on. Your generator's like, I will lend my energy to that work like nobody's business and I'll work till I drop. And this is how generators become slaves because employers quickly learn that we will work till we drop for the thing that we love. And we'll do it longer than we love it because we're so used to it and we do have the energy that it takes a long time for us to burn out. So that can be sort of, there's often this feeling, I know I had it and I've heard this with a lot of generators, you know, you've worked at something for a long time and and you say that like, I should have left sooner. I was burnt out for a long time. I stayed too long. Well, welcome to the club. We often don't do it until we've, we've really exhausted ourselves. And usually your body's going to take you down because the generator is now being drained rather than when generators are working on something that they, they truly love the generator, that sacral center creates more energy. It literally is like an energy machine. It's making more. That's why we have sustainable energy and somebody who is like projectors, they they need to be lit up by their work. They need to be excited about what they're doing. They need to feel recognized and successful and respected. Um, However, their body is not going to make more energy for the thing that they are working on. They're going to have a, a a certain amount of energy. They're going to have, they're going to be able to work for a while And then they're going to need to rest and conserve their energy so that they can show up in a big way later. That's why they work in spurts. But our sacral is going to be like more energy, more energy. Let's keep going, go, go, go. And then they get up the next day and it's like, let's do it again until it doesn't. And then we burn out and then we really feel like, I don't know. And there's a, there's usually like a regrouping part after that where we say, okay, now what am I going to do? And we don't know because we've, we've cut off our communication with that sacral. We weren't, we weren't listening to it for a long time. It was saying no for a while, sometimes years. Mine said no for years. <laughs> Mine was like a good year and a half being like, mm. no. And then when it's saying no and we make it go anyway, we drain the motor. We actually like degrade it. And that's when we get, that's when it starts to affect our body. And that's when we start to, you can see health problems. You can see I slipped into clinical depression, (laughs) um, which was the greatest gift of my life. I keep, I I say that like not the greatest gift, but it was one of them. It's up there Um, because it, it, it forced me to stop. And that's ultimately what's happening. We have this generators. We have a built in stop mechanism. Our sacral does tell us, no, we just have to listen. Does that resonate at all? Any of that, like that feeling of, of, of maybe staying too long or feeling like you knew for a while? A hundred percent. That whole last job that I did for four years, 
I went the moment you said your you know your sacral says no. I remember in the first few weeks of that job sitting in the office and to protect my old colleagues' identities, I won't go into the full story. But there was a conversation happening around me, and I I thought to myself, this is not where I, I should be. I've made a mistake, and the logical part of my brain just looked at the job role, the title, the money, what else was out there. And it made that human masculine decision of like, you're staying here. And I'm going to be completely frank for, I burnt out two years into that job Mm -hmm. and I stayed for another two years. But in in that two years, in the run-up to burnout, there were so many signs and so many ways in which my sacral was just like, time to leave. You'll figure this out. It will be okay. And I just did not listen um, for a ton of reasons, some sensible and some, you know, now I understand, not so sensible. But I really stayed in the generator mode until the very last moment so i completely relate to everything you've just said and wish i had had my human design (laughs) back then wish i'd had you (laughs) well and that's i mean i i think that no one really had human design back then anyway like this is it's it's been around for a long time it certainly has only been mainstream for a couple of years where people have started and even then they weren't using it necessarily for things like this Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think that there's a, a practical kind of resurgence to how this is, how this is being taught now. And I, I like to think that I fall into that category of like, this is what we do with this, um, and how you can apply it. The other thing is that, um, I think it's very interesting where you ended up and I, you know, and I'm going to ask you if you have, if you have directions or anything that you want for, for this reading, but you have your incarnation cross, which is basically how we look at your purpose. Now I look at it several ways. I usually take people through the gene keys sequence and some other cocktail of, of things that I like to highlight with people, but there's, there's a general theme to everybody's incarnation cross. And then you can dive into it more deeply to see what it means to you and what each of the gates means and and the expression of it. There's, there's a lot more deeper stuff that you can do with it. But I think that this is interesting that, um, the left angle cross. So left angle means that it's transpersonal right angle RAX. If you see RAX at the beginning of your incarnation cross, that means you have a one, two, three, or four in front of your profile number. Um, and that means that yours is a personal profile. There are also fixed profiles, um, which is, which is, there's only one profile that has that the four one, that's a totally separate little juxtaposition trans, um, profile, but yours is an LAX, which is left angle cross, which is the transpersonal. And that's what I was talking about in the beginning, that it's about other people. I do think that that typically does emerge a little bit later for most people. Maybe it's changing now because consciousness is evolving, that people are Mm -hmm. a bit more um, thinking more about the collective than just themselves. And it's not necessarily a selfishness, but the five one is generally um, an achiever. We're very practical. So the fact that you were like ticking the box and you were just like, the job pays this much. This is the title. I get this kind of office. 
this, uh, you know, this is the work that I'm going to be doing. This will look good on my resume. Tick, 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 tick. And accepted. Um, really normal because that's how the five one kind of is meant to work. It's like, is this practical? Is this a solution to my problem? And can I do it? Like, do I feel like I'm well suited for this? Mm. And that might've been the part that was like a little bit more subjective. Can I do it? Yes. Should I do it? Maybe not. And this is where like the five one and our, you know, can I do it? The five one, it's the archetype of the savior, the fixer, where the universalizers of information. It's that first step into the collective. The four is about the tribe. The four line is about, I have an effect on people who are close to me and the people that they are close to. So everything is like a degree away from them or the people that they know. Everything is their network. The five is different. The five is like that step into the big picture that's saying, no, I actually, I'm here to have an effect on strangers. I'm here to have an effect on a wider group of people. We're actually not meant to, I, the, the toughest, like I can't give anybody in my family advice. Nobody wants to hear from me, but people pay me very good money to, to have me coach them and have me work with them. But the people who are close to me, that's not who I'm meant to have that impact on. And it doesn't mean that it's not friends. It's just, there's a network that's built, but it's built in a different way. I don't keep people forever and have these, like, like I, I have friends that, you know, they have the same friends since they were like three years old and I do, but I don't. There's, a, and I used to think there was something wrong with me. That's actually very much a five line thing. The, the, there's something called the projection field where people, this can be really hard to hear, but when we're not useful to you anymore, then it's almost like people don't need you anymore. And that can be taken very personally, but remember we are transpersonal. Um, it's an artifact of we're meant to sort of float in and out of people's lives. doesn't have to be a total stranger, but it's probably people are going to drift away and they'll make their way back or they won't. And that's okay. But it can be really painful. I thought that I was like, I just, I, people don't like me was a big, big, you know, ugly identity I wore for a while. Like, I just, I don't think people like me. I don't know. Like I have friends and then they just sort of go away <laughs> and then they come back, but then they go away and maybe it's because of me and true. It is kind of because of me, but whenever there's also something about us too, where our reaction, knowing that our history, our conditioning is people go away. It can make us not trust. It can be hard for us to trust doesn't have to be, but that's a typical thing that five ones have. Um, and then there can be this feeling like you, you, you always know people want something from you. There's, we are useful. We are useful people in this world. And if you can own that and own that you are useful and your incarnation cross, this is what I was getting to the way that you are useful is you have the, the, the interpersonal theme of education, the transpersonal theme of education. I think it's interesting that you ended up in a 
I mean, lots of five ones end up in coaching because it's, it's naturally what we are good at, but that you ended up in a place where you're, it's about disseminating knowledge. It's about your conscious son is gate 11, which is about ideas and putting new ideas out in the world with the five line with that transpersonal is to change others, to help change the world, to show them a new way through education, through, and it's, it's very much, this can be very, very spiritual. It's not, not necessarily educational in the mental way it can be, but I think it's interesting that you're taking your history and where you've come from. And now you're educating people on like this, on this practical spiritual level. Um, I resonate with everything you're saying. It makes so much sense. Um, definitely in my teens and my twenties, the pain of losing people, um, from your life, not, not, not to another plane, just from your yeah. life, um, that I was attached to in a way that I thought it was, um, a reason, a season or a lifetime. And actually when you, I guess, have the five one, it's, you're really seasonal or a reason for people. Um, and a big thing in my thirties has been to appreciate people from a reason and season perspective myself. And like, what is it that we're in this together for? Like, what do I need from you? And I think, I think that all people full stop find it hard to receive. Mm. Um, it's more of a challenge to receive than to give. So definitely the last five years for sure, where I've been actively trying to be in this of not just what I give, but also what can I receive from this other than like the learning curve at the end so that we're in this beautiful moment. And when it's time for somebody to go, because usually they go before I do, I'm like, bye-bye. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> it's not how I used to feel. And definitely when you're in something like the music industry, where you really are useful to people in lots of ways, um, people do usually want something. In being able to give and not want to receive, but also being open to receiving, having new friendship, being okay that it's not going to be for very long, just enjoying the moment, being on the surface. I always want to go deep. I don't know if that's something that's in my design, but I'm like, I'm always yeah. looking for that deeper connection and just learning to be okay with not having to have that in every situation um, has been, yeah, a real, a real moment for me. Oh, well, that deep connection that you're looking for, I mean, that can be a number of things, but if we talk about it from the aspect of, well, you have an open head and an open Ajna center, which that is just, we love, and your, your conscious son is gate 11, the gate of ideas. So this, this feeling of, um, you know, I want to exchange, insp I'm inspired by all these people. I'm inspired by all these things. So to have those deep conversations, those like existential conversations and to go deep with people is something that I feel like when we have the open head center, we're so curious about everything and we want to like have these, these connections, but to go back to that five line and you do have a lot of fives throughout your profile as well. Like in some of your other gates or fives as well. 
So it's a, it's a recurring theme for you that this, um, this, this five line theme where we're able to, we do connect with people very deeply. We are able to see things that they can't really see in themselves. We show them things in themselves that, that they can't see on their own. We're the karmic mirror, they call it. Um, not everybody wants to see it. So they're not all going to be down with going as deep as you would like to go. Um, but those who are, you will have a deep and lasting impact on. Um, one thing that helped me with understanding this, like the seasons with people and them kind of coming in and out was when I realized that I'm here for other people is that, that it, it isn't personal that I actually, we attract and those people, when we're in alignment, we're going to attract the people who are in alignment for us to help and for the, who are meant to help us. Mm-hmm. They're going to be stewards on our path as well as us being stewards on other people's path. And we don't know which, sometimes it's a little bit of both, but when we're in alignment, we'll be in the right place at the right time where those connections will be happening. And we just have to trust that they will be here for the time that they are meant to be here. And that could sound like a universal message, but particularly for us, that they're not going to, you're probably not going to know them 10 years from now. You may, but that will be like true, like fractal family where you'll have this, this tight knit group. But for the most part, it's, it's okay for them to come and go. It's, it's, it's how it's meant to be. Feels like such a tough lesson. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that it's, it's, the most complicated profile to have. And I used to, when I first heard it and I read about it, I was like, Oh my God, no hope. I wish it's, it's so true. I know it's not wrong. Like I know it resonated too much. I was like, I know it's not wrong. I'm glad there's a reason, but ew, I don't want this. (laughs) This, this sounds really hard. I don't like it. And now I embrace it. Now I look Mm -hmm. at it. Like I have, I always felt like I had a deeper purpose. I always felt like I had the ability to make a big impact. Mm -hmm. And the more I embrace the five one, and I, and I believe in this too. Everybody has to embrace their profile. You're here. You've got a role to play in the movie and you go out there and, you know, the villain has a, has an important role in the movie. The antagonist has an important role in the movie. The protagonist has an important role in the movie. The guest star... People have, this is your movie. You have to play the character that you were meant to play in this life. And when you don't, that is when things are tougher. Mm. When you're denying it and you're like, no, no, no. I want to be the like relationship maker. It's not going to be you. It's not going to be you. It doesn't mean you can't have relationships, but that's not where you should be pouring your energy. It's, Mm. it's into the impact and let that carry you. And the right people will come into your life. The right people will stay. I've been married for, I'm with my husband 18 years. Some people stay. (laughs) Um, And so it's not that everybody leaves, but for the most part, you're going to see people enter and exit. Mm -hmm. And it's just that I, I, I do believe that there is a, that's how you get to help on it, have a big impact on more people we're meant to have this, this big impact that reaches beyond our close sphere. Mm. 
the way that we expand that sphere is we keep growing and we keep moving and we have space for new people to move in. I love all of these words, sphere, (laughs) impact, (laughs) great words. Well, and I'm just looking at some of the other things. Oh, you're, yeah. I I mean, your Jupiter is in gate 11. And so you, you have this gate 11 just repeating throughout your chart. So, so much of this is about Um, being open to these ideas and new concepts and philosophies and, you know, digging into that and really stepping out to hold the place as a leader in this new way. So with breath work and sound healing and these, these modalities that you're kind of, they're catching on now, but you're definitely at the forefront of it, of people really starting to embrace these, these new modalities and these new ways of approaching productivity, happiness. Um, and how, how do you view these, what you do and the impact that you're making? What's the impact that you want to make? What is the impact that I want to make? Well, I want people to live a sustainable and nourishing life. I want them to be able to weather storms because they come. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, I had like my dad uh, went through a really long and very painful battle with cancer in those last two years of being in corporate America as well. Like corporate in the UK looks a little different. Um, So that's the impact that I want to have. I want people to be able to, there are lots of concepts that I believe in, that I I believe in heart-led decisions in business. I believe in living with an open heart. And I think that the systems that we live in now don't adhere to those ideas. But in the place that we're moving to over the next you know, 20 years, we're going to become very reliant on things like artificial intelligence, as we should, because they are incredible, how it's going to change our productivity, the things that we can get done, the ability to work for ourselves when we have this artificial intelligence. It's in the same way that the birth of the World Wide Web changed how we work. I want people to have AI, but the thing that's going to become the differentiator between humans and artificial intelligence is how we resonate with our hearts and being heart led. If you've spent the last 15 years, like I did in a corporate environment, even though it was the music industry, we made decisions based on numbers, based on reading data. And I said, I had a friend who was in for the Grammys and we were talking about this. And as much as you can make decisions based on data and what's performing, the resonance of a song, how it makes you feel is always going to be the thing that turns something from a a viral success to a massive hit. So the impact that I want to create is to help people understand their resonance, like how they can be more in line with their own frequency and how that frequency brings the people, just like you're saying, like a generator will bring in their sphere, like will like literally attract in their aura, the people that need to be there. 
that's how I understand my impact because I think we're so much more than just the day-to-day. And I think as artificial intelligence comes in and revolutionizes how we work, it's going to be even more important to understand that the thing that's different between me and a computer and me and artificial intelligence is this heart that beats inside of me. It's not just an organ that's keeping me alive. It's the differentiator. It's my special secret source. And being able to tap into that is going to be the thing that brings people other people and actually creates purpose and meaning in life. I hope that that makes sense. It does. And I was asking you that because not, not that you asked, but I have a tendency to go to messaging and go to like, you know, the mission of your company and and things like that. When I'm looking at somebody's chart, certainly for the first time. And, you know, you, you have, um, the 3410, which is the channel of exploration. And that's all about really digging into your convictions and having the courage to act on your convictions and put them out in the world. I stand for this. That's, that's the channel that says I stand for this and this is why I'm moving in this direction. And that it's a core piece of your, of, of your mission in life. So I think that it becomes a core, core piece of your mission with your business. And when we're taking that with the profile and we're taking that with your five, one and we're laying it over, it's like, I want to make an impact in this way. And you're going to be grounded in your convictions because that's a big part of your consistency in your, in your identity of who you are and you have a defined identity. So it's really important that you go out and show people who you are and you're really tuned into who you are. It's interesting how you brought it back to the heart. You're defined both in your heart center, in your heart center, and uh, sorry, your G center and your ego center, which is also the heart. You're kind of like the heart chakra that we look at, sort of split into two in human design, and you have both defined, which I have both defined as well. And so you have this consistency in your heart. You have to show up with that in a really high frequency for you to be attracting the things that you want to you and for people to really understand your message. So really key for you to be saying yes to the right things because that's your channel of discovery that's there as well. And, and also, which is also why you probably stayed in corporate for a little bit too long because <laughs> um, we, can, we have staying power once we make a decision, we will go for it and we'll keep giving and giving, giving, giving energy to it. And then we can't get out. So really important for you to be saying yes to the right things, but letting them be led by your convictions and then making an impact by sharing that widely with other people unapologetically, unapologetically. Mm. You're not here to be soft, <laughs> Um, you can have a soft heart. You can have, um, you know, you can, you can be this beautiful, welcoming soul, but when it comes to your convictions, unwavering, you believe it. So you move in that direction. And then you also have, you, you've, you've got all of your variables. So those are the arrows at the top of your chart. They're all, they all point left, which is more masculine energy. And by masculine, I just mean more of an active energy. So you, you can lean back at times. You want to lean back. You don't want to be moving out of pressure. You want to be moving when you feel aligned to move, 
but when it's time for you to go, you go. Um, you can go after things. Some of us, we actually sputter when we go after things because it's, it doesn't really work for us that way. I have a lot of feminine energy. I'm more, it, they have to come to me. Mm-hmm. I can't get it out. You can put it out there. So you showing up like what you're doing with, she does these wonderful one minute sound healings on her, uh, on her Instagram, which are awesome. I love that you're putting things out there and that you are doing that consistently. You do have the energy in your chart to be consistent with things. Um, it's the, if what can stop somebody with your design at times or make you question things potentially, I'm not saying that you do this, but potentially, um, is are people listening? Are they getting it? Do they hear me? Oh, I didn't get many comments. I didn't get like, if the support wasn't there right away, you have to keep going. You have to just, you have to be so rooted in the conviction and let that move you, let the joy of it move you, that it doesn't matter what anybody does. They will come if you stay in that energy. But if you're waiting for them, that that's where with your design, that's really going to throw you off. A hundred percent. And I, you know, for everybody out there who's listening, um, my company is relatively new. Like this isn't um, years and years of practice. This is a lot of trial and error to get to this place. And I will say that in the last six months, it has skyrocketed. But six months ago, I was sitting in my house with a bunch of video cameras and lights trying to record uh meditations and breath works for my own membership portal and it wasn't working and I was crying and frustrated and saying to my husband I am just so ashamed I am so ashamed I can't show this to my network and to my friends like this is embarrassing and I'm ashamed and within 48 hours I pivoted and I figured out what I needed to do but this conversation is highlighting a lot of the, a lot of the things that I was feeling. I had just come, uh, I don't want to give too much away in case people listen to this, but I had been on a trip a little bit before and realized that a friend who meant the world to me was piecing out of my life. And the feelings I was having when I was saying things like, I'm ashamed of this was because I didn't feel like I could show, I didn't feel like she could be happy for me with this bit. Like I felt like, oh, this, what I'm doing here is so weird for her. And I get it because this is like, this isn't working like this every, all the reasons why she's moving away from me are represented in this moment. And obviously that was me being in my feels and it's like, not wasn't the case. And I figured it out and it's great, but it took a few it took a few goes around to be like, I don't care anymore about what anybody thinks because I found the right message. And as I found the right message and I was communicating it in a way that was like, good and tasty. That was when things began to skyrocket. But talking to you about people leaving your life, it does remind me of this. And it's been very hard for the last six months because it's truly like the last of the friends that I made in the 
music industry like who's really staying like who's the friendship that has that was more than just our careers were parallel and therefore we're in it and there's a ton of other people who've come in I am not doing without everything is great but there is there was a sadness you're nodding you understand (laughs) all too well (laughs) all too well and and it it doesn't mean that that you'll never see any of those people again. It's just, they're not going to be like that big presence in your life that they were for a time. Yeah. And that's okay. But I, but I do understand that there's a grieving period. So we go through it a lot. Um, as, as a five, one, you go through that, that grieving period of like, Oh, another one bites the dust. Wish you well, my friend, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm here. Um, and well, I'm, I'm happy that this has resonated with you. Are you, do you have any questions or is there anything that you wanted to know from your chart specifically? I know when we spoke before you were like, I don't really have like a direction, but now that we've talked, is there something where you're like, I'd like to know more about that? Or this was not clear. Oh, everything's been clear. I feel like I have a ton of, um, research which is like my whole thing anyway I love a bit of education um I don't have any specific questions but what I could use is any advice that you have on how to maximize my design uh you know enough about my business and what I do uh that I feel like you can give me insight and from an intuitive standpoint yeah I I think you're going to be wanting to look at the, this is, this goes to tone and goes to kind of like the way that you show up, um, as a five, one, you really have to just say, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Like you just have to, like, I know that that's easier said than done. Um, maybe I'll do a a reading of his one day on here, but, um, Harry Styles is a five, one. And I heard him on Howard Stern a while ago, like a year ago, I think maybe even, um, where he was talking with Howard and Howard was asking about the press and all of these things. And he said, you know, my, my, uh, a friend of mine gave me, uh, the best advice that I ever got. And I say it to myself every day. And he said, no, and anything anyone says about you, they're wrong. Whether they say that you are the best in the world, or they say that you are the worst person that ever lived, they're wrong. That nothing that anyone says is true. And when I heard him say that in the way that he said it, I was like, oh, he's a five one. And I went and looked it up and I was like, sure enough, he was. And cause there was a, there was a sadness with it. There was a, like, like a, I, people really have misunderstood me a lot mm. and that's just going to happen. So you have to recognize the shit out of yourself for what you are and see yourself as a leader and step into that. And that's your work every day. I am this leader. I am this leader. I am this leader. Be really, really grounded in the practicality of what you offer. So people are going to come to you with practice for practical solutions. You have to provide them. Meaning you have to be an expert in the solution that you provide. It has to be solutions oriented. If people come to you just for the breath work, you have to tell them why and why they're coming. And that's really important. Or they're going to have an idea about what, um, of, about what they would get out of it. And then say, Oh, you didn't give me what I thought I was going to get. And meanwhile, you didn't know that that was what they wanted. (laughs) 
So be very clear about what you deliver to protect yourself. And as far as putting your message out there and about how you step into this, um, it's follow your joy, follow that sacral says, yes, you do it. Sacral says, no, you don't. And that can be really scary in the beginning, but really do your best to stay out of your head. Cause with that openness up there, it's, it's going to send you on wild goose chases and you can tend to be like shiny object. So to stay grounded, it's asking yourself, am I in response to this thing right now? Or is this an idea that floated into my head and now I'm off on a wild goose chase, mm -hmm. like to stay grounded in what you do and how you're showing up. Um, and then to build your community and to build your community online, it's, it's going to be about the more you see yourself as a leader and the more, I don't want to say forceful in your message, but the more you, if, if you look at the shift in my content, you'll notice that some of the things like it's very practical in nature, but one of the things that I have stepped into is I'm unapologetic about the solution that I offer. So don't worry about if you, if you get stuck on this, I see a lot of people get stuck on this, like trying to soften the language. And it's usually people who have a five somewhere in their profile, um, that we have a natural, we're, we're not like, we're not, we're polite people, but that's not where our brain goes first. We go to like the practical, like let's cut to the chase kind of thing. Um, that's let that be, if that's true for you, let that be how you speak and let that be how your content comes out and let that be how, how things, uh, how your message gets delivered. And you can go back and soften it a little bit lately, later, but you don't, don't feel the need to please people. That's not what you're here to do. You don't make an impact by pleasing people. You can make an impact by telling them by standing true in your convictions for you being true to who you are and your convictions and what you know can help people. Mm. Whoever wants to come along, you're welcome. Anyone who doesn't want to come along, have a nice life. Mm. Unapologetic. This is incredible advice. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm, I feel like I need to go and have a word with myself and like come back as an even stronger Un uncompromising is a terrible word. Unapologetic is, I'll use your word, unapologetic leader and just completely true in my convictions. When you are fully in alignment, such magic happens, such incredible people come to you, doors open, um, the whole idea with human design and gateways is such a magical concept as well. The fact that you have these gateways already open to you, you just have to understand how to read them and therefore open them mm -hmm. like truly open them. It's just beautiful what you do. Thank you. Well, and I'm glad that this was helpful and you and I can certainly like, we're going to stay in touch, but I'm happy that this, um, and I hope that for everybody listening, that this was impactful, that you see how I, my goal with these episodes is to really show you, like to get you, give you a test drive of how this works and how this works in a sense of, you know, there are readings, which are wonderful. And then over time, 
you get to step into these energies. You get to step into this. You get to be more unapologetically you. And it's what's you for you. Like, this is the advice that I give you, Daisy. But somebody else who's a one, three projector is going to get different advice. They're going to get a different way of showing up authentically as them. And that's actually, I'm going to give a shameless plug to my masterclass that's happening next week on the 8th which is all about your authority matrix. So specific energies in your chart that I'm putting together to say like, this is how you step into your authority. And this is how you become an authority in yourself. And you become an authority to others. Once you are an authority to yourself, it doesn't happen the other way. It's like, Oh, then I'll, I'll be an authority out there and then I'll feel better. It doesn't work that way. It has to be, it has to come from inside of you first. And there's a specific way that that will feel authentic to you. And you get to become the authority to yourself. And that can be found in your chart. I think that that's what the chart's uniquely good for. Um, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for letting us dive into your chart and get all personal on the show. I'm so happy that we got to do this. And I want you to come back on and talk more about, um, we'll, we'll, come, we'll have you come back on and do breathwork sound healing. We can talk more about that and what you do another time. I would love that. What a treat. Thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you for being here. And thank you, listener, for making it all the way to the end of this episode with us. We appreciate you. Hope you found this useful. We hope you found these practical applications to the way that you can look at your human design chart. We hope you, we made this, we brought this a little bit down to earth for you and see, show you how you can use this information to strengthen your business, strengthen your life and strengthen that connection you have to yourself. I hope you come to the masterclass next week. You can sign up at nicolelano.me forward slash masterclass. And then Daisy, tell everybody where they can stay in touch with you, where they can find out more about you and, and connect with you on, on the socials and all the things. Thank you. That's amazing. Um, my website is a great uh, information port, www. Why is there so many W's? But that felt strange. But it's spiritualmixtape.com. And uh, my free community is up there as well as um, a more paid for, more thought out community, just all the things. And obviously come into the Instagram and have some one minute sound healings. Also just spiritual mixtape highly recommend those. Yes. Go to, go to her Instagram spiritual mixtape and you can check out her one minute sound healings. They're so beautiful. And it's just, it's such a gorgeous hit of relaxation. And if you've never had a sound bath before, it's a remarkable experience. I highly recommend it. Um, and, and I, I hope that you connect with Daisy to, to do all of those things and, and maybe check out her membership, which is, which, um, I have many friends who are a part of it and they absolutely love it. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for making it to the end with us. Remember, you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So go out there, be limitless, everyone, and I will catch you in the next episode. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to stay in touch with us, we would love to have you as a part of our Facebook community, Practical Manifestors. It's a community for process-driven women looking for clear and actionable steps to embodying a life of wealth and alignment. Join us at Practical Manifestors in Facebook or go to www.innerceogroup.com.